from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by The D, downtown Las Vegas. Well, Super Bowl 58 is set. It is a rematch of Super Bowl 54. And to get us started with the wheelie, Bill AD this morning said DraftKings book opened the Chiefs Niners line at San Francisco lane two and a half. Within the hour, the line was one. So San Francisco one point favorite. And the quick early support from Kansas City backers, you can see at the betting, the link is there. Vsin. So Circus Sports also, the boys are sitting two and a half with San Francisco favored and land at minus one by midnight. Now, real time here on Sharp Money, we take a look and it is still one. DraftKings is 110. I believe Circa is 110. So San Francisco, a one point favorite over Kansas City in the rematch, 47 and a half on the total. Outside of that, not much to discuss today, boys. Let's say hi. Amal Shaw, how are we feeling? I'm feeling good. But I'll tell you what, I feel devastated for Lions fans, guys. They were on the cusp of getting to their first Super Bowl, and unfortunately for them, it's going to be San Francisco going to another Super Bowl. And you mentioned it earlier, going to have the rematch of Super Bowl 54. So I know we got a lot to unpack today, but that's a tough one if you're a sports fan, particularly a Lions fan. Yes, Lions fans, we might have one on the show. Good reference. Uh, Dustin Sweetelson, we say hi. How you feeling, big guy? Uh, I feel like I'm supposed to come up to the top of the key with the ball, hand it off to you. You're supposed to do one of these maneuvers, wave everyone away, and the isolation offense is supposed to begin because someone on this show for months was talking about Dan Campbell and his decision making and how in the end it would do the Detroit Lions in. And I think we need to let you just kind of vent and, and speak because I should be asking you, how are you doing today? Why? What did Campbell do? Um, you know, he was Dan Campbell. That's what he was. He stayed true to himself. He was himself the whole game. He did exactly what got him here. And that's why he's no longer playing football this year. 
So the late game, Detroit beat San Francisco 34 to 31. Just the facts. I'm going to do this broadcast like I'm Irvin Magic Johnson on Twitter. I'm just going to give you facts. No emotion associated with it, uh, big guy. But 34-31, so Detroit covers the number. San Francisco closed 7.5, 53.5 on the total. Obviously soars over the total, 64 points scored. Earlier in the day, you had Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Much will be discussed about Mahomes and his legacy as we get closer and closer to Super Bowl 58, a 17-10 winner over Jackson, we must discuss, and Baltimore. Baltimore ends up closing 5-44 on the total, so obviously an outright win for Kansas City and under, easily under the 44. Amal Shaw, we'll start with you. We'll start with the late game and just the overview, your takeaway, Lions lose to San Francisco. Look, I, you know, we talked before we came on air about Ben Johnson and potential scenario with Washington, but what a play call and just overall level of execution you saw from the Lions in the first half, putting up 24 points. Guys, it was shocking that they look they look like they should have been the seven-point favorite in that football game as we got to the break. But Patrick, when the decision on fourth down, and I know people say it's a hindsight call, it's not. You're up by 14, seven minutes to go. The Niners only got three points in their opening drive of the second half. I thought this was one of the easiest decisions I've ever seen for a team to take the three points. The decision to forego that, I thought really changed the game. And I was talking to a friend of mine this morning who attended the game. He said the air in the building changed completely, the atmosphere, when the stop came on fourth down. And then within about three minutes, you saw the game tied up at the touchdown, the Jameer Gibbs fumble and touchdown. And it just changed the whole dynamic. I thought if they went up 17, what you did was you took the game from 30 minutes remaining up by 17 to now 21 22 minutes and up by 17 maximum five possessions remaining for san francisco you put a ton of game pressure on them and their decision making and their aggressiveness may have caused them to make a mistake and pretty much ended everything so that is one fourth down call did you have an issue with the second fourth down call with campbell choosing not to tie up the game i did because uh one of the other scenarios is you're in field goal range we know michael badgley's got a strong leg you have an opportunity to kick a field goal there tie the game up it puts pressure on san francisco and it does two things for me patrick and number one it keeps you within a one score game even if the niners as they did go right down the field and score a touchdown so you're still within seven points the other thing is if you go down and you get a touchdown and you take the lead san francisco now has an additional down to work with because then desperation sets in you're down four points you're going to go for it on fourth down in scenarios i think san francisco would have taken certain risk if they're trailing compared to if the game is tied they would have played the game they would have executed their game plan but in a third down situation they don't convert they're going to punt the ball you could get it back you're relying on your defense to make a play i, I didn't like that decision and i understand the argument people say well he's done it all year long you know what my argument is this you don't necessarily make decisions the same way you do in your 20s as you do in your 50s and your 60s. And I think that's the same thing. When you got closer on the cusp of knocking through that door and making history for the Lions and first time getting the Super Bowl, you needed to adjust what the time scoring situation called for. Big guy, did the 49ers win that game last night or did the Lions lose it? The Lions lost it. Because they looked awesome. The script at the beginning was great. They were bullying the bullies. They had San Francisco on its heels. They showed how vulnerable they really are. And they, as Amal said, looked like the better team. The problem is there, there's a lot of coaches right now and teams for that in the NFL who don't know how to play with a lead. Playing with a lead is not the same as how you got the lead. You can't keep doing the same things you did to get the lead. You have to switch things up. The mentality has to change. And I don't have many issues with going for it during the regular season. 
it's a it's a larger sample size. You're saying over the course of 17 games, we will be on the right side of this. And to the Lions' credit, 18 for 21 on fourth and three or less in opponent's territory during the season. That's 86%. That's what got them there. I just think the playoffs are a different animal. When things shorten up, when there's only so many opportunities to score points, you cannot walk away from those opportunities. And on top of it, when you have a lead, you can't walk away because you need to make it harder for a team like the 49ers to swim upstream coming back against you. I don't expect you guys to know what the Detroit Lions hashtag is on social media, but I'll tell you, it's hashtag one pride. And I'll start my conversation about the Detroit Lions pridefully. All right. One pride. And the fact that the Detroit Lions were in the NFC championship game, I'm 45 years old. That was incredible. So I walk away from it very prideful. And Dustin, you mentioned it. If you've been following along like sharp money for a while now, I've been trying to tell you, add into your handicapping. Once Dan Campbell gets involved into the flow of a football game, he gets completely lost, like absolutely loses his mind. He did it many times last night but he's done it many times over three seasons and he just loses his bearings. That does not outweigh the benefit of Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, we've talked about it in totality, what he's trying to do and what he's done successfully as the Detroit Lions head coaches, he's built a culture. Okay. So you're just hoping that culture, that toughness, that grit that you constantly hear Dan Campbell espousing, you're hoping that that is enough to overcome the cost, which is in game, he loses his marbles. Okay. And we saw that last night, but I'm going to say this right now. I think, Dustin, you've known me long enough. I, I think you think that I've been sandbagging about Dan Campbell and calling him my coach and referencing the emotional intelligence that Jared Goff said he uh, pertains to Dan Campbell and all this because he is a blue-collar, hard-nosed, kneecap type of guy. But I'm going to say this right now. Today is not the day to pile on Dan Campbell. Okay, this is not the day after what he did for the city of Detroit and the state of Michigan to pile on Dan Campbell. That is my coach. He's going to lose his offensive coordinator. We'll get to that. But Dan Campbell is and will be the Detroit Lions head coach. And I am hashtag one pride proud of him and proud of the team. Now, you're up 21 on the road in the NFC championship game. You'd like to win that football game. And that is a historic meltdown in the second half. And frankly, the cost benefit, the cost, a lot of those decisions that Dan Campbell made led to the unraveling of the lines in the second half. But that's not it because Brock Purdy, we should give credit to him. King Kyle threw up all over himself. You can't give Kyle Shanahan any credit. Anybody knows that. However, I will say this about Dan Campbell. And the one thing that I'm concerned about, because there is so much as far as identifying with being bald and identifying with being brazen that I think there's a danger of that message kind of parlaying itself into an identity trap. And yesterday in the game, when we identify people on social media, they're trying to trap you. They're letting you know, here's who I want to be. This is the projection of who I hope people think I am. That is the definition of an identity trap. And right now, the Lions, if they're going to get over that hump, which is get to the Super Bowl for the first time in over 100 years, I think what the Lions need to do, and there has to be a self-regulation from Dan Campbell himself, because 
because yesterday that was the Lions identity. They beat up the San Francisco 49ers. They pummeled them in the first half. They had an offensive coordinator that was performing a dance that Kyle Shanahan is supposed to do. But of course, Ben Johnson performed it perfectly. And then in the second half, you saw the contradiction. You saw the Dan Campbell that builds his team off of the identity of being tough and just smacking people in the mouth and having a bunch of athletes. And then it all fell apart because he got trapped in his own ballsy and brazen identity. We can argue whether or not, as Amal just did well, we can argue about the fourth down calls. The interesting part about arguing about the fourth down calls is you're going to have 60% on one side, 40% on the other side. We can argue about how they handled the late game and using the timeout. Actually, you can't argue that he completely lost his brain and he threw up all over himself, but he had already gotten to that point. We can argue about the fourth down calls and whether or not it fits that identification of Dan Campbell, and it rightfully does. However, he needs to be very careful because moving forward, this is a team that can win a Super Bowl, but not if Dan Campbell falls into his own identity trap. We're going to come back and discuss it more. We're just getting started. Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey stranger, I don't know what you think, and this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. 
And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Daily, it's free with Bill AD every morning. It's your table setter for the betting menu, expert picks and analysis, betting strategies, latest odds and trends, links to VSIN stop reads and latest podcasts. Go to vsin.com slash newsletter. Remember, I just read off the top of the show exactly what happened with the line movement. You can get that every single morning for free from Bill AD at vsin.com slash subscribe. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, Steve Fezzik texting his opinion. Steve will be joining us in the third hour of the show, professional handicapper. So we welcome you back. And it is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. I'm Patrick Maher. So I got done with my syrupy rant and I got the emotion out and I talked about cost benefit analysis and I talked about one pride. Big guy talked about obviously Dan Campbell being my football coach. Now let's get into the nitty because I think there's more than just having a conversation about, well, I would have gone for it on four or I would have kicked the field goal. One, one thing that I keep on hearing is Michael Badgley isn't a very good kicker. Well, then you need to call Pele or you need to call Messi or you need to do everything it takes not to be able to give Dan Campbell, who likes to go for it on fourth down on his postseason roster, a kicker that he doesn't trust. That's called a built in excuse. And I'm not buying it because, hello, I'm a common sense human being that has a mind modicum, a modicum of intelligence. Okay. So that's one thing. Let's get that the hell out of here and pretend the people texting me Badgley stinks. Okay. It's your fault for having Badgley on the roster. So you are a terrible decision maker. Number two, field goals don't matter. Field goals don't matter. Analytics. Well, uh, Reed and Harbaugh are two of the most aggressive play callers and they go for it on fourth down in the NFL. And I believe both of them, John Harbaugh and Andy Reed won games this year where they kicked count them six field goals. You can win football games by kicking field goals. Three, Momentum. Let's discuss. Get that smirk off your face, big guy. My team just got bounced out of the NFC Championship with a chance to me come travel to see you guys in Las Vegas and watch them in the Super Bowl against that trifling Patrick Mahomes. So I don't want to see you smiling, neither of you, okay? Because I'm pissed off because you know what? I said that game was house money until the house keeps your money. (laughs) Now, back to it. Momentum. We want to argue about momentum all the time, boys. And yes, my neighbors are starting to get pissed at me. You're going to have to deal with it. The Lions just got bounced from the NFC Championship game because their coach had a meltdown. They're banging on the walls. (laughs) Momentum, whether or not you believe in it or not, let's go through it. Let's be systematic about this. The Niners cut the lead coming out of the half to 14. The Lions are up 14. It's fourth and two, seven minutes, third down, excuse me, third on the 28-yard line. You got to go up. I agree with what Amal Shaw said. You got to go up three scores there. You got to go up 17 because you could feel the momentum. Now, that is just my opinion, but you know, other people would say, go for it. That's your identity. Keep the pedal to the metal. Okay. That's number one. However, the Niners then proceeded to score in five plays. What do we call that boys? We call that a shift in momentum. Now again, nebulous. How do you measure momentum? You can't, but players feel it. George Kittle had a quote today saying it's crap. If you don't believe in momentum, we could feel the wind behind our backs. The lions led by seven. 
Gibbs then fumbles and everything, the text messages that were coming in at that point, a lot of self-loathing from Detroit Lions fans. Uh-oh, quickly, tie ball game. Now the Lions, fourth down on the Niners 30, and Goff incomplete to St. Brown. You got to kick it there, but we can't kick it there. Bagley stinks. I don't buy that excuse. You brought him to the postseason. Get out of my face with that mess. Six plays, Elijah Mitchell, touchdown 34-24. Obviously, everybody at that point realized the game was over. Now let's get to the decision that is inarguable. Let's get to the decision that Dan Campbell at that point had lost his freaking mind. You're driving. You need a score. You're down 10. You need a field goal and you need a touchdown. Laporta, you had the perfect setup. Laporta goes out of bounds at the 49 or 24 with a minute 39 to play. You had plenty of opportunity to bring the field goal unit on the field, kick a field goal. You need the score anyway. You still have three timeouts left. You got a minute 39 to go. You kick it deep. Use your timeouts. 49ers aren't passing the ball. They're going to run it, and you're going to have an opportunity to come back and score a touchdown. That, and that is where Dan Campbell botched it because then they started trying to pick up chunks and score a touchdown. And like we talked about earlier, used a timeout inexplicably used a timeout, which then forced them in a situation where they had to go on sides. That never works. That's where Dan Campbell botched it. He had the perfect setup when Laporta went out of bounds to bring Bagley in and kick a 38 yard field goal, a minute 39 to go three timeouts. And let's see what happens. Your defense is one of the best units at stopping the run in the NFL. My assumption is the 49ers go three straight runs. That's where Campbell botched it. That the other arguments you can have whether or not he should have or shouldn't have gone for it on fourth down. But the late game decisions, which Dustin referenced at the top of the show, which I've been telling you about and warning you about when it comes to Campbell, he will botch it. The only question is, is the culture enough to overcome his inability to in-game manage yesterday? Because of what I just told you, the answer is a solid. No, I'm all where did I lie? He didn't. I, first of all, I love the rant, and I agree with you, and I love the passion. You just. I think played. I got it. I, I don't know if I can finish this show today. I'm sorry. I can't. I just. I, I hate to interrupt you. I'm so. I didn't think I cared anymore because I'm an old man. Uh, when that game ended, I just stared blankly. It was like, it just get. I just needed to go. I took a cocktail down to the ocean, and I looked out into the ocean, and I thought, well. The ocean's still here. And then this morning I looked up and the moon was still there. So I guess, you know, things keep going, but there's only so many opportunities and you need to take advantage of those opportunities of all. And I believe he's my coach, but I believe his inability to in-game manage cost us that game. I completely agree with you. Frankly, Patrick, you look at it. I think it's hard if you're a 49er backer to say minus about the final 20 minutes, they were the better team. I thought the Lions were the much better team for 40 plus minutes in this football game. And the reason why I brought up that third quarter decision, which you just so well laid out, is to kick the field goal to go up by three scores. Patrick, when you look at the scenario and the time, if they get the field goal, they're assuming Badgley does. By the way, going back the last three years, Michael Badgley is 18 for 21 for field goal from field goals kicked in the 40 to 49 yard range. Thank you. So Thank you. there's an 83% likelihood he's going to make the kick. Is there an 83% likelihood you're going to convert on fourth down? I understand the stat Dustin gave on fourth downs this year for less than three yards. But to me, 
if you're San Francisco, mentally, you're actually hoping they go for it because you have a chance that if they miss, you're only down two scores. The whole dynamic of the football game changes having to need three scores as opposed to two scores. You can go down and get two touchdowns and two two-point conversions, but you're still trailing by one. And that, I thought, cost the 49ers. Guys, if the 49ers are trailing by 17 in the third quarter, Brock Purdy's likelihood of throwing an interception escalates immensely. This team is not in a situation where Jamison Williams, who dropped a crucial third down, which we haven't even talked about yet, doesn't come into play. The defense, look, you could see the speed on the perimeter. And I'll tell you one thing, Greenlaw and Warner are big time dudes, but you saw the speed in the backfield and the strength of Montgomery and Gibbs running the ball yesterday. This game would have been changed completely. You could have almost gotten to a point where the Niners would have been in desperation mode inside their own 40 to have to go for it if we weren't even in the fourth quarter being down by 17. Well done, Amal. Thank you for the stats. 40 to 49 on Badgley. I didn't realize the probability was that high. And good job on running the football in the second half. Big guy. The Lions were up 21 points in the second half on the road NFC Championship game, and they ran for 34 yards in the second half. That's a meltdown. That a lot. Now, you want to point to Ben Johnson? Okay, that's fair. And another thing. Let me talk about Josh Reynolds. Whether or not he had money on the 49ers, I don't know. (laughs) The first throw was behind him. Goff has to take the hit for that. The body catch, that's on him. But let me just be very clear about the donk saying that the drops are the reason. It's not Dan Campbell's, you know, call to go for it. Drops don't exonerate the decisions. Go to the source. Drops don't exonerate the decisions. Okay, Dustin, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's perfect. Uh, Circumstances change. And with Dan Campbell, he never adjusts to the circumstances change. I mentioned the first segment, playoffs versus regular season, playing with a lead versus playing from behind. Uh, Once they decided that they were not going to kick that field goal with about 90 seconds left and they were going to try and score the touchdown first, the circumstances changed where you absolutely in no way, shape, or form can run the freaking football and waste the timeout and have to have to onside kick. The season cannot come down to an onside kick. That is just not great planning, but it's also just like you've worked too hard for it to come up to, for like a 2% chance of you being successful. I thought it was such a failure to adjust to the circumstances in the game over and over for Dan Campbell. I actually agree that the failures on that drive with like a minute 39 left, that was bigger than the missed fourth, uh, fourth down attempts. He, he lost his mind and he had something to do with losing the football game. But I mean this. It's very cold. It's going to snow all week in Michigan. My friends and family are going back to whatever that is. I am very proud to call that dude my head coach. But again, he has to regulate. He can't be stubborn. He's got to fix those in-game mistakes. That's the big one. Okay? We'll hear from Dan Campbell coming back. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Well, the VSIN pros had a great championship Sunday. Made you a ton of cash if you were signed up. You can do it right now for a discount. Use the promo code SHARP. $199, you get daily best bets for a year. Betting splits, big game betting guide, it's all there. 
Get your VSIN Pro annual subscription over at vsin.com slash subscribe. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you back. Of course, reacting to Championship Sunday yesterday. I, look, I know I'm being dramatic, so I'll chill. Uh, as a Lions fan, that was, you do have to take advantage of your opportunities. You're going to hear from Dan Campbell, but I enjoyed the games. I mean, Kansas City, Baltimore, was it me or did the late game just feel a little bit more crisp, specifically in the first half where it was just like the Lions? And we told you on the program, like there's JMO packages and Ben Johnson didn't waste any time with that end around to get JMO involved, Jamison Williams. Uh, it'll be very fascinating because there's so much is going to change. You know, Ben Johnson is interviewing in Seattle today for that coaching job. Uh, maybe the Seahawks don't let him leave and even get to the commanders, but he's going to get one of those two jobs. Um, all. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But we're just kind of talking about Dan Campbell. And again, I, I, I'm clearly disappointed. And I don't know. I know a lot of Lions fans are clearly disappointed, but I think the cool thing about it is they are prideful about the job he's done. This was an net franchise. Uh, he took it over and within three years, he had him in the NFC championship game, something that had, hadn't happened in 30 plus years. So it, it's a wonderful experience. It was a great ride. It's almost like, you know, I said it's house money until the house keeps your money. I, when you're in it and Dustin, this would be a good opportunity for you to clown me. I did text Dustin at the half. I'm not concerned about San Francisco com coming back because, and I'll call myself out because Detroit was bullying them. And then I lost my mind and didn't realize what I've been espousing just perpetually that Dan Campbell had the potential of losing his mind in the second half. So my apologies to you, Dustin. I was just feeling it. I was feeling good about a three to one number I got on the Lions money line. You know, in that situation, if you're from Michigan, you have to bet money line, right? I'm all like, yeah, I, I did also take the points, but you have to bet money line. Just, that's just a, that's a sense of pride thing you have to do right there. Uh, I, I would also say, though, you were in your bag because it's worse for you because it was Kyle Shanahan on the other side, because the, the text message chain began with King Kyle. That's it. Just <laughs> call it out. That's all I got. I look at my phone. 441 yesterday. King Kyle. But, you know, it was funny at halftime. I was sitting there thinking, I go, I can't wait for the show Monday because it's going to be a rip fest on Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> how they have the NFC championship game at home. You look up at the scoreboard. You see they're down by 17. And to your point, Patrick, there was not a single aspect of the first half that you could take away if you're a Niner fan and going, OK, we got a shot to come back in this game and win this thing. Where was their sense that you thought they could come back? And then the opening drive. I thought it was crucial they get seven points. They wound up with only three. I thought that was going to be the dagger for the 49ers just from a mental and momentum standpoint. Yeah, King, King Kyle. Well, to give him credit, he was two and twenty-nine straight up and three and twenty-eight ATS when trailing by fourteen or more at any point during his San Francisco tenure. He's now three and twenty-nine straight up and coming from behind and four and twenty-eight ATS. So uh, this is not a day to pile on Dan Campbell, and it's not a day for me to pile on King Kyle Shanahan. He's off to another Super Bowl, where my assumption is he gets waxed by Patrick Mahomes. That, that's for another day. That is for absolutely. Plenty days. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's there's plenty of days to discuss that. The defense given up 27 points in the second half. Aaron Glenn, my guess is left to wait till next year for that head coaching job. Uh, that didn't help us. There's just obviously disappointment coming out of it. But let me ask you guys, because it's just been all about me today. Would you 
how it's hard to say how you would feel in a Lions fan's shoes, but wouldn't you feel proud? Like, wouldn't you feel good? I mean, for a half, it looked like it was going to happen them all, but I can't really be angry. It was a hell of a ride. It was, but I'm going to tell you, Patrick, I was in a similar situation on January 1, 2023. Ohio State's dominating Georgia. They were the better team all game. And then all of a sudden, the Bulldogs come back with a 75-yard touchdown pass, and they give up a late score, and then they miss a 48-yard field goal. And I was like, you never tried a 45-plus-yard field goal with the kicker there in Ruggles. Similar situation. Look, I got to give you credit. You're handling it extremely well. I think as we get older, maybe we distance ourselves from some of these things. But I can tell you right now, I think back to certain games where Ohio State's lost. It's the one team I follow. And you look at it and go, those losses are devastating. And look, I can appreciate the enthusiasm people have. And you mentioned they've had an opportunity next year to get back there. They do. But I always think back to Dan Marino. He's the best passer I've ever seen. Not quarterback, best passer. And I got to tell you, Marino in 84 in his second year went to the Super Bowl and they lose to San Francisco at Stanford Stadium. And he never got back there. It takes so many factors to get back to this level. You have to be lucky with injury. You've got to get some breaks along the way. This team I thought guys could not play any better football for the first uh, half of this game, the first 30 minutes. You guys have talked at length about Ben Johnson, the play calling. The guy put on a clinic. I thought Ben Johnson. Oh, great. I thought Ben Johnson was just going to send a copy. This is my resume. The first 30 minutes of the San Francisco game. <laughs> just go ahead and start the bidding now. I mean, that's yeah, all that was, was left. It was, it, it was beautiful. And I've come completely around. You know, I used to kill Jared Goff. Uh, he, he's my quarterback. He's our quarterback. But you did see where he struggles when he gets out of that rhythm and he has to move even an inch to his right or an inch to his left. He does struggle a bit. But this again, this is not a day for crushing Goff. I thought he was very good in the game. And can we all agree? You know, Brock Purdy was awesome in that second. Like his his legs won the San Francisco 49ers that football game. His extending plays and making it happen with his legs. I thought that was awesome. I thought he did a great job. And one thing I will say to Kyle Shanahan, King Kyle, if you're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, somebody needs to introduce you to George Kittle. I think he should use him. <laughs> uh, Brock Purdy, we got to stop. With For the a game. great offensive mind, you may want to use one of the great receiving tight ends of all time. You might want to do that. Also, gotta, we got to stop with the, the Purdy criticism. It's so over the top at this point. It's not even interesting. He is a good quarterback with the potential to get better as he gets more experience. Guy still hasn't lost the playoff game that he finished. Remember, got hurt a year ago in the NFC title game. So I, I think the Brock Purdy yeah, stuff needs to Yeah, I was impressed by now. him. It needs I was to certainly I, impressed by him. I, I, also, we should include Aiden Hutchinson the next time we're in an NFC championship game because everybody that's blowing smoke up a Hutch's ass, I, I don't think he made it to Santa Clara. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not. <laughs> Hutch. Hutch. By I'm the just way, saying, I'm not bitter. Hutch, Hutch, do something, Hutch. Might as well be Nick Hitch. Bosa was over there acting like it was January 6th. He couldn't have been. He was in a great mood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear from Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, obviously emotional meeting with I'm the bitter. media after the game. I feel like you now. That's something like I would say, and then you have to recover and move it along. Dan Campbell was asked about the decisions for going for it on fourth down. Yeah, I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and it's easy hindsight. And I get it, you know, um, I get that. But... I don't 
regret those decisions. And that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't, we didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out. But I just, I don't, I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but, you know, we just, just didn't work out. Okay. Accountability is he's always going to be an accountable dude. Literally everybody says he's like the greatest guy ever, but I also want some consistency among and Dustin and what's hilarious. And why I've told you he's often throwing darts is he had an opportunity at the end of the first half to score a touchdown and be aggressive. And what did he do? He kicked the field goal. Now, Amal, I happen to believe going up 17 was the right call there. Yeah. But to not then go try to go up 17 with a 45 yarder, I, you have to start to question that. I completely agree with you. That's the one thing that boggled my mind. You take the field goal in that scenario, which I completely thought was the right decision. And you mentioned it earlier, guys. Or Patrick mentioned it. You are taking field goals. There's a reason why it's a part of the game. I don't understand this notion with analytics. If that's the case, you should never kick a damn extra point. Your percentage is higher that you're going to convert the two-pointer, 51-52%, than it is making the extra point. So why not go for two every time? I don't understand this notion that we're just going to forego field goals. It's a part of the equation and it's an important one. If you're willing to go up by 17 then, why are you not willing to go up by 17 in the third quarter? Why are you not willing to tie the game in the fourth quarter? And for me, these are not hindsight calls. I tend to be a little bit less, I'm, I'm more risk averse. You play the percentages and go with it. And it, uh, by the way though, guys, I know we're gonna get into the Ravens game a little bit later on. This is not even the worst decision of the weekend. We, and we're going to spend the whole entire second hour on that as well. I, I'm excited to hear your take and Dustin, your take on the Ravens losing at home. Did you think it was hubris or like, I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. Hubris. Uh, well, did, 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 hubris? did you think it was ego from Campbell? And like I said, he's kind of fallen into that idea. Like he has to continue with the narrative that he's going to be tough. Or did you no. think he felt like that was the right call analytically? I think he thought that was their identity. That's who they were. Like I asked them all in Palm one time when you were out on Palm versus the Prince, who would you want to uh, lead your platoon in war of NFL coaches? And they said Dan Campbell, and I said, you'd probably die in the first 30 seconds of that war because he'd be too aggressive. I, I think Dan Can Campbell genuinely believes in all 53 guys in that locker room to a man. I think that's fair. Hey, you're lucky when you asked Palm, you didn't get a Mayu Angelou poem. When we... <laughs> Mike, if Mike heard that, he knows what we're talking about. When we return, you are going to hear more from Dan Campbell and the Lions 49ers. It's all here. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, are you looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the code VSIN, V S I N, and new customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with the code VSIN. The crown is yours. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Ma- You know what's interesting is we, I'm fascinated that you guys, we are in agreement with the two fourth down calls. Let's go over what we just discussed during the break. Because people that I really respect, including Bob Wojnowski, he thought the inverse. And we'll explain. Amal, Dustin, correct me if I'm wrong. We all agree that after San Francisco came out and kicked a field goal to start, a little bit, a little bit of a letdown. They wanted a touchdown there. Detroit comes back. They can go back up 17, yet they went for it. I thought you had to kick it there to match the field goal. Feel like momentum then stays even at that point, or you have it. I actually kind of agreed them all with the second fourth down call. You kick it, you tie. However, the momentum was clearly in San Francisco's favor there. So at that point, being aggressive and trying to get the lead, I was cool with it. I'm just going to tell you this and let you run with it. But like a, a lot of my friends in Michigan believe the inverse, believe they should have gone for the first fourth down call and then kicked it to tie it in the fourth. I disagree. If you were to tell me I have to choose one that I can go for and the one that I can't, the first one all day, every day, I am taking the three points. The second one, I get why you would potentially go for it there. You got an opportunity to put yourself up by four points. You can bleed some more of the clock and put the Niners in a difficult spot. Remember, they wouldn't be able to tie it with a field goal in that scenario if you were able to execute and get a touchdown. But the decision to not kick the field goal, Patrick, to me, is just mind-boggling. You have to go up by 17. The Niners needed seven points on the opening drive to start the second half. They only got three. So now when you come back the other way, if you match them with a three-pointer, nothing has changed from halftime to now, except you've taken eight minutes off the game clock. San Francisco is in a situation down three scores with now 22 minutes to go in the football game. Maximum. Five possessions remaining, assuming everything goes right. Take away the Gibbs fumble, which you may not have had that scenario occur had you been up by 17. And then Purdy and this offense are playing from behind. The numbers bear out how bad San Francisco is when trailing into the fourth quarter until last week Kyle Shanahan never came back when trailing by more than five points in the fourth quarter his entire career so how could you take that risk it was an unnecessary risk at that point in time it reminds me of John Vandeveld at the British Open dude just put the ball in the fairway go win the open you don't need to prove anything you got the trophy so Dustin what we're saying is would have kicked it to match the field goal, which was a disappointment coming out of the break by San Francisco. And then San Francisco squared, like the Gibbs fumble, Dustin, five plays later, they scored a touchdown. The momentum was completely downhill for San Francisco at that point. So if Campbell wants to go for it, it's a longer field goal, the second one in the fourth down decision. If he wants to go for it to take the lead there, I'm okay with it. Yeah, because in, in, the, in the second scenario, if you kick the field goal and you tie it, you're now giving the ball back to a 
great run offense where they can just drain that clock for the rest, for however long, give you a small opportunity to rebuttal their score should they score. I don't hate it there, but the first one, it is too early. There's too much time. You're you're actually like moving the goalpost further away yes. by, by putting points on the board there. You're making the field a little bit longer. It's one more drive. It's one more possession that San Francisco is going to have to go through if they're going to come back and tie or Correct. win this game. Correct. And fellas, the reason I call the Laporta catch where he went out of bounds with 139 to play, the ball's on the 24 yard line. The reason I say that's the opportune time, I don't want to take shots at the end zone there. I want to get the three right away is because with the ball going out of bounds, that's the perfect opportunity for your special teams unit to come on as the referees have to set set the ball and reset. That is how a coach wants it. They don't want it after a quick completion. Oh, quick, quick, get the special units on. No, they want it coming out with the. T- you understand exactly what I'm saying. You're a thousand, you're a thousand percent right, but enough teams don't do that. Last time I can remember a team doing that, John Harbaugh did that in New England. They were trailing by nine in a game. He sent the special teams out, kicked the field goal, and they cut it to six. Enough teams don't do that. And here's the problem we've got Dan Campbell, they'll, they'll be asking that question. It, look, you need two scores, whichever way you slice, and I'm with you. They spent too much time trying to score but if you have the ball back with seven down by seven and you know where you've got to go it's a different dynamic in terms of how you approach it I thought they should have done the same thing I had no problem with them kicking a field goal in that spot but again for some reason they were willing to kick the ball in the first half in the second half they just were they went away from it completely and if you're concerned about your kicker guess what he's not going to be a better kicker seven minutes later exactly with more pressure on him if you had scored a touchdown to tie it you understand my point Badgley's not getting Great better. Great so point. kick the field goal, less pressure. You still have to score. Come on now. It's, this is common sense. And also, when instead of onside and kicking, right, and you put your defense out there, you make a stop. They're going to run the ball. Hopefully you can get the, get the three stops necessary. And then you're facing a prevent defense. The ability to get into their territory quickly will be higher because they'll leave the middle of the field open. You'll be able to get and you're a spiking shot. the ball. Yes, yes, you're you're hundred percent right. It's easier to throw into it. You're, you nailed it. Let's get to the bunch of the clips because we're going to go top yeah. of the hour, Kansas City, Baltimore. All right, Dan Campbell. After the game, put the run for the Lions this year into perspective. Yeah, and it's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys, this may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's, that's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, which is a whole other thing, once we get the offseason, um, then we got no shot of getting back here. I don't care how much better we get or what we add or what we drive. It's irrelevant. Um, it's going to be tough. Everybody in our division is going to be loaded back up, and, uh, you know, you're not hiding from anybody anymore. Everybody's going to want a piece of you, and uh, which is fine, you know, which is fine. But um, so it's hard. You want to make the most of every opportunity, and we, we had an opportunity, and we just couldn't close it out. That's my favorite clip from him, just so you guys know. I love that clip because that shows his emotional intelligence. Instead of being like, we'll do it again, we'll do it. Like, this is hard. I'm telling them to be realistic about this and focus. Like, that I love from him. That's why people love him. There is a realistic, smart person in there. He just struggles in game. 
Uh, You know, to me, that's why this run by Kansas City, four Super Bowls in five years is incredible because it not only takes talent, ability, coaching, players executing at the highest level. It takes luck. It takes health. I mean, there are so many factors there that to be able to get there and this team. I don't know if they could play a better 30 minutes than they did in the first half against the San Francisco 49ers on the road in the NFC Championship game. And by the way, guys, the Clark, uh, the Dwight Clark catch is always remembered in San Francisco. The Brandon Ayuk play is going to be an all-timer. That that was a big-time play for them. If you if you don't believe in momentum, I got a face mask to <laughs> prove you wrong. Speaking <laughs> like of everything was turning up Niners at that point. Speaking of momentum, George Kittle was asked about it, and he says oh, it's very job. real and very spectacular. I, I have a question for you guys. Why does analytics people say that momentum isn't a real thing? Like what, that is a, I had a conversation with Pat McAfee, and he was like, yeah, all these people are telling us that momentum's not real. And that's just the biggest load of horse crap I've ever heard of in my entire life. But we can move on. I digress. When did you feel that the momentum really started to turn? I mean, I, I think our stadium did a fantastic job. Like when Nick said, yes, it, like for some reason, playoffs and Levi's, it feels like there's crowd, like crowd noise being pumped in. It's not. Our fan base is just phenomenal. Um, really, you know, we had a good opening drive out of the second half. And that fourth down stop, you can just kind of feel an energy. We go down and score. All right, this is huge turnover. I was like, oh, man, all bets are off now. Like, bang, bang. Yeah, the great job, Dustin, having that clip. Because, you know, analytics people will tell you there's no such thing as momentum. George Kittle just says there is. It's nebulous. You can't measure it. There is no right answer. But I will trust that guy over a numbers person. That's all I'm saying. I'll just say this. I'm going to give you guys a quick college basketball reference. Iowa State, they call it Hilton Magic for a reason. Every time Kansas has gone in with far better teams, the momentum has played a factor. You saw it in this game on Sunday. Patrick, when that fumble occurred, I have to tell you, if I was a Lions fan, Lions backer, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, this snowball is now running downhill. And you could feel it. You you have to have a feel. You know, I I don't know. Campbell, the one thing that he lacks at this point, Dustin, is he a little bit of that feel in game, obviously. Everything else is 10 out of 10. Just the feel for the flow of a football game isn't quite there. Yeah, maybe he'll grow into that. Maybe losing Ben Johnson will force him. We're not perfect. He has an opportunity to grow into it. I think it's great. Seems like a guy who self-reflects. You mentioned Hilton Magic. My favorite Hilton Magic came in uh, one one night in Paris. If you... I'm just going to say this. If you didn't see the joke coming, Mm -hmm. you haven't been paying attention to the program. Good words. Good job, big guy. You're welcome. I, I, get one I, I, I apologize for being kind of theatrical in that first hour, but I last night was crazy. That's all I can say. Well, like it felt like they were going to win that football you, game. You had a very real discussion in your brain. Am I about to shell out the money for Super Bowl tickets? <laughs> yes. Hey, Dad, get ready. Never mind. Stay home. <laughs> All right, Kansas City back in the Super Bowl. They beat Baltimore. We'll have plenty on that next here at Sharp Money. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Slash compatibility.